millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Saxophone. Oh, the factory closed. <laughs> Saxophone. The factory closed. The factory closed. What we call the dance hall. Brandon tonight. Uh, Stu is here. Hey guys, how's it going? And Clarence is here as well, live on the Sportive Hotline. Thanksgiving week. <laughs> it's a big week. It's an even bigger week for Brandon. He and his wife had their second child earlier today. I haven't actually seen a name. Right now, their son is named Unnamed Baby Roxy. And I was considering before that there is some possibility that that is actually his son's name. That would be kind of that outside-the-box, you know, 21st century, bleeding-edge, cool type of name. Yep. I could yep. see him doing that. I could see that happening. Lands and, mm-hmm. um, yeah, very, yeah, hipsterish. I could see it. Brandon is sort of remarkably cool, you know what I mean? H and M apothecary proxy. I think that's what we're gonna go with there. They spray all their clothes with perfume and cologne and stuff. Yeah, makes it smell cool. Yeah. So that's that's the life of the sport. If we're gonna talk, we got all sorts of stuff to talk. We're gonna talk go for football. We're gonna talk wild. We're gonna get to the Vikings. We're gonna try to mention the Wolves for maybe a minute and a half. I want to talk go for hockey right at the end. But I want to start. I want to start with the crazy. One of the crazier things that have ever happened. Gopher football is good again, guys. They're they're good at football. This is uh, It's a. This is what other college football fans some feel all the time. Yeah, they feel like this all the time. To recap. They beat Nebraska 28-24. They were down 21-7 to at halftime, but came back and won without their le- their leading running back, David Cobb, who was hurt, pulled his hamstring or whatever during the game. They still came back and won. That's the first time they've won in Lincoln for 54 years. They can clinch the Big Ten West if they beat Wisconsin next week. And this is the first time they've been alive for the Big Ten title going into the last week of the season for 47 years. 1967 was the last time. This is what we. This is what we wanted. This, this is, is all it. you ever wanted. This is it. We're almost to the top of the mountain. They're hard, to, and this is about as good as it's ever going to get. You know, the Gophers are never going to be good enough to, to be 
consistently winning Big Ten titles. They're never going to be Michigan or Ohio State. Well, Michigan is terrible this year, obviously. But they're never going to be Ohio State or some program like that that's amazingly good every year. But there's no reason they can't be like this. There's no reason they can't be hard to beat. You remember Purdue back in, like, the Drew Brees era when they did? I don't know if they won a Big Ten title ever, but they were hard to play against. Well, I think the uh, high-end expectation for them is probably the team they're playing against this weekend. Is Wisconsin. Wisconsin used to be just a dumpster fire. They were a dumpster fire for a good 80 years. A long time. I mean, Camp Randall was just empty. Yeah. I mean, it was just... But now, And, I mean, now it's obviously it's a great place, great college atmosphere there. And I think that's probably the high-end expectation for the program mm-hmm. is to be like Wisconsin, is to have, you know... Stadium full, you know, people going nuts, doing a little crazy stuff in Dinky Town, and that's I think I think that's the high end expectation. And boy, it's it's going to be a tough one this weekend. I don't think again it'll be just like with Ohio State. There's no shame yep. if they don't if they don't get to the mountaintop. But I'm not I'm not counting them out this weekend. I I, I did check I did check the betting line this morning. I thought. Oh, maybe the Gophers will be six-point underdogs, seven-point underdogs. They'll be underdogs for sure, but how much can they really be underdogs? Yet, so. They're 13-point underdogs. Wow, really 13 points? Nobody is giving wow. them a chance. I would, ta- I would take the Gopher action on that. I really would. Yeah, because, I mean, Wisconsin's got Melvin Gordon, and Melvin Gordon's awfully good. but Yes, but uh, Minnesota's defense, I think, is better than Nebraska's. Well, clearly, because... I, I don't think they're going to get steamrolled like Nebraska did. But, I mean, I also picked the Vikings to go 10-6 and six this year. You did. <laughs> we we so probably let's, shouldn't let's tout our that. football prediction yeah. prowess. We really should. Well, well, you guys are doing pretty good on the Vikings, I think. <laughs> yeah, what did we predict, Clarence? Do you, remember, do you remember how many Vikings wins the two of us predicted? I predicted zero. I, I predicted, <laughs> predicted only 16. Okay, so I'm a little better than Clarence. Yep. <laughs> but... Uh, I don't remember what you picked. I think I must have picked about six or seven, something like that. Uh, I would have made fun of you seven. I think you picked like four or five. Yeah, five or six. Well, somewhere in there. Something mediocre. Yeah. But I do I do want to make one, one point because I'm not done refighting this battle quite yet. I mean, Glenn, oh, Mason, no. Glenn Mason got fired an awfully long time oh. ago now. And now he's mm-hmm. just annoying, annoying watchers on the Big Ten Network every week. Mm-hmm. You remember how the there used to be the ESPN two eleven a.m. game that if you're mm-hmm. on at eleven, you turn it on and go, "All right, not Pam Ward, not Pam." Ward. It was the Pam Ward game, not Pam it's Ward, always, and you turn it, it on and be Minnesota Ward. Northwestern, and you'd hear the 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 bass voice of Pam Ward and go, "Oh no, <laughs> this is going to be nothing but Pam Ward misinterpreting what the referees are doing." Well, now it's going to be fourth down, but now the referees are signaling for the chains to move. So they must be moving it up to be fourth and 11 for this fourth down rather than fourth and one. I don't understand this at all. And then Chris Spielman or whoever was suffering with her would have to say, no, Pam, I think that's actually a first down that they're signaling. You see, (laughs) the ref is pointing with his arm as if to signal that they should go that way. That's the first down signal. And then there'd just be silence for a minute and a half as Pam tried to work <laughs> it out, both, you know, pressing both their cough buttons and yelling at him about how it was still clearly fourth down or whatever. Anyway, that's Glenn Mason now. But the thing that annoyed me the most about Glenn Mason when he was here was he'd, he, also, he always used to play this thing up about, geez, it's just really hard to win in Minnesota. It's just, it's hard to win here. And 
I'm sure he had a million reasons that he thought were true about lack of administration or support or lack of recruiting or whatever. But while this was happening, Wisconsin was good, Iowa was good, and now North Dakota State probably would win the Big Ten West if you put them in the Big Ten West. They're probably the best football team in the Midwest. That's every state school surrounding Minnesota right now is good, except, I mean, Minnesota's good now, but except somehow Glenn just couldn't find a way to make it work. So you're using this week that might be one of the most exciting weeks in Gopher football in the last 45 years to complain about Glenn Mason. Yep, that's exactly what I'm doing because I'm well, just you not know, willing got, to let I've it die. Well, I've got a few things to get off my chest about Cal Stahl. <laughs> if you do, this is definitely the podcast for you, Stu. In 1978, when they played California at Berkeley. No, I, I, I've got nothing there. Stu, I thought, I, 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 I think I, some cheap shots at Jim Suan are absolutely in play right now. That's that's absolutely true. Mr. Gary Kill shouldn't coach the Gophers. Did yeah, you? That, that was a that was a good call there, Jim. Yep. Uh, this good isn't call. this isn't going real well since then. And I'm sure if no, you no. ask Jim Suan about this, he has a podcast now, so you can probably listen to him. He's probably talking about it right now about how he lit a fire <laughs> under the Gophers. You know, I, I, I say this as somebody who's employed in the field. I think now we can safely say there are too many podcasts. Yep. Well, we <laughs> sort of knew there were. has a podcast, there are too many podcasts. <laughs> you know what the, oh you know what the really troubling thing is? So far this year, my, my favorite beat writer in any sport is Michael Russo, who's the wild beat writer for the Star Tribune for anybody who's living under a rock. He's great. <laughs> And they're do he keeps on doing podcasts with people I just absolutely hate. First he was doing a podcast with First he was doing a podcast with Adrian Dater, who's the Denver Post hockey beat writer, and he's just an absolute troll. Sucks. And I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure that ended after Adrian Dater was cussing out fans on Twitter and blocking them and he got suspended, I think, for a couple of weeks. So I'm pretty yep. sure they stopped doing that. And then who does Mike Russo fall in with? Jim Suhan. <laughs> yeah. I would love I, I love all of the ways I can hear from Michael Russo and I have a ton of respect for him, but he picks his podcast partners very poorly. Well, I'm sorry the but the Suhan podcast got cancelled. Uh, next week Michael Russo uh, join him with Barry Alvarez. <laughs> <laughs> what? what <laughs> no anybody but Barry. It can't possibly get worse. <laughs> Holy shit, that never makes sense. This, next week, Michael Russo will be in the Middle East typing a live <laughs> podcast with the leaders of ISIS. No, that can't be right. Yeah. So anyway, yes, I am using this to still yell about Glenn Mason all these years later. I'm, I keep cutting out, John. I'm, this is going to be one of those nights. It's going to be one of our audio good, audio, audio well done nights. Yeah, it is. It's going. very, it's very windy out. That's I think what we can blame this on. It's very windy, and the yep. the internet lines between um, you know Goodhue County and the rest of the world are a bit uh, bit muddled right now. Is it windy? I can see the two Go back ahead. and forth. How, yeah, going back and forth in the wind. Yeah. I can see the tubes. <laughs> is it windy enough that you called up your called up your dad for a Howie weather updates too? I did not know. I should have probably done that, but I could have told you. It would have just been a lot of swearing. <laughs> when it's this, this cold out in the country and this wind is blowing like this, yeah. Yep. It's just cussing. That's all there is is cussing. <laughs> I, I feel like there's there's some part of me that would like, when, while we're on the subject of podcasts we'd like to hear, 
I'd like to hear Clarence and Howie doing a podcast just about oh, Jesus. modern life. Yeah, it's you know, there's there's some commonalities there. I'm not going to I'm not going to lie to you about that. But, <laughs> I'm not going to I'm not going to get into the Freudian implications of all of this, but no, I mean, no. I'd podcast the shit out of everything with Howie. Yeah, it would be, be, be entertaining. I don't know that uh, Howie's uh, necessarily made for the uh, online world, necessarily. <laughs> certain, well, he needs to understand that a person can adjust. Trust me. It's not no, easy. I'm not going to tell him it's easy. I'm not going to say it's easy hanging out with you goobers. But fuck, <laughs> the guy can adjust. All right, I want predictions, yeah. I want predictions for this week. Anybody, anybody uh, willing to pick against the Gophers? I will pick against the Gophers. I think it's, I think it's a little too much to ask for them, but I don't think they're 13 points worse than Wisconsin. Stu, I well, have I'm two. not picking the Gophers. Yeah, you're all right. Absolutely not. Yeah, I would say uh, 34 to 27. I'm comfortable with that. All right, Clarence. <sighs> Fuck, 24 to 17. I don't. They're not gonna win. No. All right, I have two questions for both of you. 30. These questions are directed to both Stu and Clarence. Question number one, why not us? Question number two, why not now? <laughs> I really want it to happen. I really would love to be able to play Ohio State, a team that I think that we actually had a chance to beat because they kept letting us back in. So, bitch. But I think, honestly, I just don't see it. I just... God, I wish they had one more year. I wish they had one more year, a little more talent under their belt in in house. I just wish Leidner was a little more consistent. I wish that KJ May play happened a lot more. You know, because mm-hmm. that KJ May play was like the ponder uh, third down pass against Green Bay in 2012. Just <laughs> out of nowhere, a perfectly accurate strike. Yep. And, and unlike ponder, um, uh, who he? I can't remember who he threw the ball to. Um, May was covered. I mean, the I correct me if I'm wrong. The Nebraska guy had decent coverage on him, right? I think he that's did. accurate. Yeah, and he yeah. just kind of stuck it. Whereas, I mean, Ponder just found a wide open guy on third and ten. I mean, whereas this he threw it straight up in the air and then exactly. happened to get caught. Straight up in the goddamn air. <laughs> but I'll tell you, <laughs> I will. I will say there have been a number of moments this year at which Mitch Leidner has looked like a competent quarterback. And considering about the first game of the year, we sat here on this podcast and said, well, the one thing we know for sure is that Mitch Leidner cannot throw the ball forward without throwing it at least 10 yards away from his intended target. Maybe we were wrong, John. I'm just happy we were wrong. People, people can grow and progress. You know. I mean, this is our first time being wrong about anything, and I've never been so happy about it. Yep. I just, I'm, I'm just so happy, guys. All of those, <laughs> yes. all Maybe of those crappy losses to Ohio. <laughs> all of the times we got beat by Toledo by four touchdowns. Losing, they have a really good chance of playing at a nice bowl game. Losing yep. to South Dakota State. <laughs> <laughs> they could play somewhere really nice, and late in December. My wife instead of like the fifteenth. <laughs> my wife says that if they make the Big Ten championship, I can go to Indianapolis. Holy shit! Like fly down? I don't know. I may have to hitchhike, but <laughs> wow! You can go to Applebee's or Chili's and just go to a football game. It'll be awesome. 
Awesome hey. Blossom. Yeah. Dipping sauce. It's all happening. Which, of course, you guys know. I hear, like, in the fancier places, they'll mix up the mayo and their ketchup for fancy sauce. Yeah. <laughs> you guys know that this, this, of course, means that I figure the Gophers are going to lose 63 to nothing this week. They're not going to win. They're not going to lose 63 to nothing. They're not going to win. Yeah, I don't think they're going to win either. But yeah, I couldn't be more thrilled to be proved wrong again. Yeah. Okay. They're not going to get blown out. I, 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 will, I will make that. I'm very confident that they won't get blown out, which mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever said about the Minnesota Gophers when the game was really important. That's true. On the rare occasions that they are. They didn't even get blown out by TCU, and TCU has blown out everybody. Yeah. It's just, yeah, I'm, I'm pleased. I'm it's a whole new just, world. I'm absolutely pleased with the Minnesota Gophers football program. Now we can cue everybody worrying about Jerry Kill leaving. Of course. I mean, everybody started worrying about that the moment he won his first game, but now it'll yeah, kick into high gear this offseason. Okay, I mean, quite a while. I, th- I think maybe one of the one of the coordinators might go. That'd be, I think, a fair yeah. thing. And, you, know, you can't blame a coordinator for wanting to go run the whole show somewhere else. So. Kansas, yeah. But, yeah, exactly. But I mean, who knows? <laughs> who knows? Kill 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 no, he's he's. I think he likes where he's at right now. Well, he better. Oh, <laughs> they yeah. just Jesus. gave him extension in summer. Exactly. Buy him, basically. It's sad to say, but probably half the programs in the country would would have let him go. And I think he was even teetering on yeah. letting him, you know, on on quitting. I mean, you could hear the guy talking out. When he couldn't figure out, it's sad. I'm not saying he should have been. I'm saying you could kind of tell when he was saying, "Yeah, you know, a coach has to be there. You can't go week after week without with a coach that doesn't know if he's going to show up on Saturday." He was kind of talking through it too. And Teague, the administration, they stood by him. Then this summer, they gave him an extension. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of a two-way street too. I mean, I'm not. Trying to be a jerk at all. I'm just saying he should. There should be some reciprocity here from from Kill on wanting to stay too. It's not he should be begging him and you know offering him a billion dollars. Shouldn't he have some? Yeah, and to be to be fair to Jerry Kill, he's never said anything to the contrary of that. He's always said <laughs> he's always said he wants to be here. He's always said I want to be part of this. He's always and. When people started talking him up for the Michigan job earlier this year, somebody wrote a post about, "Oh, he should—he's the should be the leading candidate for the Michigan job." And someone asked him about it. He said, "Well, you never know. If we lose this week, they're going to try to run me out of town on the rail." And of course, they lost that week to Illinois. So he was dead right about that, I guess, even though nobody wanted him to be right, of course. So anyway, we can cue that at any point. But I'm just happy. I'm just happy, Stu. I can see you there drinking your giant mug of beer that you're happy to. I am. I'm happy. It's pleasing. What are you drinking there? That looked awfully good. It looked... uh, be... It's a Sierra Nevada coffee style, which I did Ooh. not know existed. I also did not know that existed. How is it? Yeah. Uh, it's very good. Uh, Sierra Nevada makes a good product for one of the bigger micros. They, I like pretty much everything they make. They are about... So this, is a, this is in their winter sampler, if anybody's oh. looking to uh, get that. And their well. celebration ale, which actually their winter ale is fantastic if you're into the fresh hop beers. Sorry, Stu, I just wanted you to talk more about beer because this morning I listened to you talk about beer with the Gleeman and the Geek, and I just I, I just want I, I want you to feel like we're doing well, too. Cuckold. Just, we yeah. are doing 
Have you guys been to that uh, Summit uh, Beer Hall? That's by the Summer Brewery? No, nobody's ever invited us to do a podcast there. No. Okay, I'm just... It's, it's in St. Paul. It's not that far away. I mean, uh, Clarence I loves St. Paul. For God's I'd love sake. to go. I do love St. Paul. I'd love it's to be really, invited. Yeah, it's really... It's really... It's very nice and... Um, Cuckold. Very, very, <laughs> Clarence, how about we do a podcast there, and it'll be about Stu. Call it the Cuckold Podcast? Yep. We'll both end up just <laughs> sobbing quietly. My narcissism would actually appreciate that, I think. <laughs> All right, I want to talk about. I want to move on. I want to talk about the wild, and I want to read some key quotes from Michael Russo, who we were talking about. They, they won tonight. They won tonight. They right? did win earlier tonight, and oh, here, and who carried them to victory? Zucker, right? That would be Zucker. <laughs> that would be Nino. Team America, fuck yeah! <laughs> All right, here is stuff from Mike Russo writing after Saturday's game. Quote. The one area where ty- where Yo typically defers to the same vets over and over again with the game on the line is on the power play. And over and over oh. again, and not just this season, the same vets haven't gotten it done. Quote number two, no. th- there may have to come a point, and very soon, where Yo says, you know what, we're 1 for 38 on the power on the power play on the road and 6 for 62 on the power play overall, so enough is enough. Quote number three, of the six players Yo sent on the ice to tie the game, the only one who has even scored a power play goal this season is Vanek, and as we've seen, he seems to no longer want to shoot. Quote number four, left on the bench was the team's hottest goal scorer and leading goal scorer Nino Niederreiter, who scored four of his nine goals on the power play, Charlie Coyle, and defenseman Marco Scandella and Jared Spurgeon, who have both played well and have shooting mentalities. So I read all of those quotes to say one thing. Michael Russo, welcome to the party. It's about time. We uh, we should probably dial back the teasing of Russo. Uh, uh, welcome him to the podcast. It's yep. Nice of you to be a listener, Michael. Yeah, uh, it's good that you welcome. finally started listening to what we said every week about the Wild. In the Wild preview, we said it, but uh, any better late than never. What I want, are. what I want right now is one of those little soundboard thingies that you know radio shows use to do the. Yep. All those noises, except I wanted to have Bruce Willis from Die Hard after he throws the guy's body out the window and it lands on Carl Winslow's car and he ends up going by and he yells out the window, Welcome to the party, pal! That's what I want right now. <laughs> oh, God, it's nice. It's a good feeling to be right, yeah. isn't it? Every it's, once in a while? I mean, we should be used to it Just... by now, but... I, I I looked up another stat because I was curious today. And I, it's a little hard to believe. Before today's game, and he was out there on every power play tonight, so I don't know why this would have gone down. Before this power, before this game, Ryan Suter was leading the Wild in power play ice time. He was <laughs> he was fourth in the league, out of which is somewhat amazing. He was fourth in the entire league of power play time. You know how many assists he had? He had one assist, one assist for. Averaging nearly five minutes of power play time a night, which is just absolutely insane. It's just insanity to see the guy who has the fourth most power play ice time in the entire league has one assist. It's crazy. <laughs> how can that be true? How can, if you're Mike Yo, how can you look at that and say, well, you know, he's not filling up the score sheet and our team can't score on the power play? But the one thing I want to make sure is that every power play we run, Ryan Suter is out there. 
We just want to make sure. This is the important thing. Oh, I'm, I didn't hear most. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, 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 I thought, here's what happened. I, I'm going to go a little inside the podcast here. What happened there, you might have heard the sound from Google Hangout that indicated that Clarence's internet connection cut out. But at the same time, Stu went to go clean his gutters because he heard me say the word wild hockey, and he just left. No, he was gone. Go he was gone, and there was nothing but curtains. So I looked up, and I'm in the middle of this rant, and I'm hoping for some. I'm hoping for some laughter. I'm hoping for some agreement, just some indication that I'm not talking to myself. And I am, in fact, talking to myself about Ryan Scooter, Ryan Suter having one assist on the power play, literally despite having, despite <laughs> having the most ice time in the league. I'm literally talking to myself. Uh, to be fair, if I had been on the line, I would have done the exact same thing. You could have at least given me a courtesy laugh or something. That's all I was looking for. I, 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 know exa- I know about the wild power play from what I read from your and Clarence's Twitter feed. Hmm. It's a terrible, awful thing. That is the worst thing happening in America right now. It's not in Ferguson, Missouri. That's, I mean, it's literally <laughs> the worst thing ever. Mm-hmm. And it's just it's, it's making pain for you two, and I feel bad for you. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to figure out what Clarence's Tampa tweets are about people passing... You know, back and forth. <laughs> I guess the end of the game on Saturday like, night. Okay, that's okay. Like that's what I figured. Yeah. And uh, like ten seconds down by a goal, ten seconds left, and they just kept passing it back and forth. Yep. And they never did shoot. They just kept passing it back and forth in time. Ran out. Center. And back to fullback. They... Back to center. Back to halfback. Uh, Holds it. Is... Holds it. Man, this has got to be. It's got to be crushing for you. The suitor on the power play thing, you know, we talked about it before the season started, how horrible it was, an idea it was, and now it's come. Has it reached the ponder starting at quarterback? Uh, I think probably no, only among me and you. I think it's probably just me and you that are there, but eventually everyone else will catch up. We just we just saw Mike Russo's catching up. Eventually he'll get to complaining about ponder on the power play. Oh, we Russo, talked agrees about... Russo agrees with you guys? He does. I read about yeah, six did. paragraphs yeah. worth of quotes. Yeah, you were off doing another podcast, and so you didn't oh. hear me reading any of those quotes. <laughs> so we, we, uh, we talked about it last week, how the, the you know once Russo says it, then kind of the group thing takes over, and everybody now... So maybe now everybody else started. Yep. Now, once now that Russo said it. Is, I, are we far enough along that we can start calling Ryan Suter the ponder of the power play, like I just accidentally did? I think we, uh, yeah, I think we're there. I think okay. we're there. That's good. I'm, I'm glad we're all together on this. The problem, he's good at other things. Is the problem where Christian Ponder was only being asked to be quarterback? Yeah. Um, it would have been different so, if Ponder was an excellent ball carrier and could also punt or something like that. That's right. Like, yeah, he also was Mike linebacker. Yep. You know, and then, then they asked him to play quarterback. Um. So I feel bad comparing Suter to Ponder, but. People have to remember we're just saying he's the ponder of the power play. Yep, power play ponder. That's all the further it goes. The P, the triple P, the triple P. <laughs> um, I, I also, I was when I was looking up the time on ice stats, I noticed that these are the five. These five guys are not in the top ten for for ice time on the wild power play this year. Uh, Jonas Brodeen, Marco Scandella, Justin Fontaine, Jason Zucker, Eric Halla. Am I wrong, or is that unit better than the, uh, any wild power play they've had out there so far this year? 
It's five guys who aren't on any of the well, power play okay. units. John, I, those are all like younger players, right? Um, except for Justin Fontaine, who we always think is a younger player, but then turns out to be 36 or whatever he is. Okay, so I mean, still, I mean, you still, I mean, veteran presence is important, right? <laughs> I, I'm not sure veteran presence is important. No. No, I think veteran presence is a pretty big deal. Otherwise, they wouldn't keep putting the veterans out there in the power. <laughs> it would seem that you can't claim service time when you're trying to score a goal. <laughs> Guys, no, I got I, just, I got nine years in in this league. You got to let me through the slot here. Well, since they'll know, I mean, they've been on a lot of power plays before, right? Mm-hmm. And I see what you're doing here, and I, I thought I'd play along for a while, but now it's just... And Clarence isn't here because yep. the veteran presence is, the, is like a trigger warning for him. Yep. Just saying, so veteran, Mike Yo, veteran, veteran presence. presence. And he, just, he, shoot, he shoots up a post office. Just waving the flag in front of the bull. Are you talking about me not... This is... Getting ridiculous. Just cutting in and out. <laughs> this whole podcast just doo -doo -doo. all I heard doo -doo 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 -doo. was we were, we were making pop, fun of we were making fun of veteran presence was the uh, <sighs> and I heard you say shoot up a post office so I assume you were talking about me. Yep, that was yeah. accurate. Yeah, that is accurate. That's a, that's it, true. it sounds accurate. Anyway, we should probably should stop complaining. They won tonight. Granted, they beat Florida, who's which is a terrible hockey team, and it was in front of 1,100 people, so I'm not sad. sure it actually... Uh, what can you say? I mean, Florida's terrible. They don't have a built-in natural fan base like teams here in Canada do. It's hard to blame their fans for not coming out. I wouldn't go watch that crappy team. Well, what could I do? I could go to South Beach, or mm -hmm. I could go watch a hockey game. Yeah. Hmm. I could go enjoy the vibrant nightlife, or I could go watch Florida lose at hockey. Or, yeah, go watch. <laughs> I thought you were going to make a sad trombone sound there to go with. Or, <laughs> oh, I'm not at that song. <laughs> All right, that's enough wild. I mean, we do the same wild bit every single week, but I think it's important. It is important until it changes. Yep. We must stand on this wall. We're the only ones here. At least I looked up some numbers this time. That's something. That's like research. That's something new. Don't look at the time on ice, John. You'll only drive yourself crazy. Yeah, that's that's exactly what happened. Don't do it. Yeah, wait till you see Suter being out there for literally every minute of the power play tonight. He just won't leave. Yeah. I don't want. That's not. I'm, we're not going to talk about it anymore. All right. Let's move on. I want to talk about the Vikings. I want to talk about Mike Pryfer being oh. a coward. Okay. Why didn't the Vikings onside kick at the end of that game? I, they even apologized. Zimmer even said Zimmer that. Zimmer even said we should have done it. So, which is odd. It's not something you hear a head football coach say is, I was wrong. It not made wrong. sense. It made sense. I mean, I don't think anyone's assuming that it was going to be successful. It was just that the downside of it being unsuccessful was meager. It would have been like the Packers ball on the 35-yard line, which is, you know, fine. That's great. Mm -hmm. So it just made no sense not to try it because it the made... downside risk was minimal. There's now one possible reason you can come up with that makes sense to not onside kick there, which you can see from Zimmer coming out and say, you know what, I don't know what we were thinking. But what were you thinking? No, what he said was they were trying to kick it deep because they thought they could get a three and out and then have the Packers pinned deep. 
And what, they were hoping. what are the what are the actual chances of that? Uh, I don't know. I mean, Eddie Lacy, I think, is just you know was run, was running pretty good there towards the end, and yeah, that defense was good. Was, I mean, the defense had played well. I mean, compared to how Green Bay had been going, shit, twenty four points. That's it was a good, I believe, good job, good effort is the phrase we like to use. So good the defense job. had done a good. Yeah, it was a good job. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It was a good effort, but... I did get a fair amount of entertainment in the fourth quarter of just watching Chad Greenway every time he was on field. Just Instead of focusing on what where the ball was just watching him jump around and try to try to get into the right place and always be wrong and always be two steps slow it was just it was kind of fun in a watching a drunk fall down a set of stairs kind of way yeah he's uh he's this uh this is his last year with the vikings i'm I'm just gonna go off i i probably football he should probably think that it might be time to hang him up he just got old there's just you know, That'll happen. Do you have yeah, any? I mean, he got old. Do you have any hot sports takes on Matt Khalil for us, Stu? Um, I'm gonna join in with um, everyone else in the um, world and say he's having a really poor season. And, uh, <laughs> you don't uh, see anything, any bright spot that maybe he's playing see, uh, better than everybody. Well, I've been checking. I've been, I've been checking Baghdad Wob's feed, and there hasn't been much about. Khalil of late. No, he's kind of been silent about it lately. He's been pretty quiet about uh, going uh, going to the mat for Khalil. Um, I think uh, when I mean it's it's one thing to like you know say he's doing a bad job when like uh, Teddy gets sacked, but when there's also the giant penalties at horrible times, <laughs> it's really hard to say. Well, you're just not paying attention to how the game's played. You know, Charles Johnson's left foot was turned inwards this time, so. <laughs> really, that's a that, that's a it's a dual responsibility. Oh God, he's just yeah, it's it's remarkable how he has regressed from his rookie season and to middle school. To I mean the Viking, yeah, the Vikings either have to sign a left tackle or draft one. 
next year. I don't think there's even a question about it. No. Point, is there? I would love it if they signed one this week. If they went out and well, yeah. signed a left tackle this week and said, all right, Matt, you sit a couple of games out here and we'll see what happens. Yeah, I mean, that's, you know. Well, I, now it sounds kind of crazy, but what, like, putting Charles Johnson at left tackle, is that? Yeah, is, is that, that not an option? It seemed like the craziest idea. It does, I mean, it, it maybe seemed, uh, I mean, they lost load hole for the season now. So, I mean, they're running, they're also running out of body, any depth at other positions, too. So, I mean, yep. shuffling the line around isn't as easy as it would be either. I've got Dave Yankee era. I've got an idea here, and I don't think it's a crazy one. And even if it is, it comes from a good place. Jim Kleinsasser comes out of retirement to play left tackle for the Vikings. Oh, I guarantee you, he said game shape. They just got done with Harvest up there in Castleton. They just got done with Harvest. He's in prime scoop shovel shape. All he's been doing it all day long is scoop shoveling grain. Then unlike the one he'd take, he would take Sundays off to go sit in a deer stand, as one does. <laughs> yep. Then right back, like shoulder to the wheel, Monday yep, morning, exactly. yep. shoveling grain, 14 yep. hours a day. Mm-hmm. I, th- so, I yeah, think that's a good that's, idea. <laughs> I, it can't be, uh, yeah, it's not a... It's not an ideal situation for Mr. Khalil. And I do want to give a special shout-out to him for, number one, for pulling the incredibly awesome, sorry guys, I'm on the phone, I can't talk now, I have an important call with my broker, Um, my mom is dying, this is the last time I'll get to talk to her move on the way out of the locker room, which, of course, it leads to journalists talking about the, oh, he should stand up and be accountable to us, the protectors of truth and the defenders of justice, which is always terrible. But and then they get a quote from him. They actually do get him to tire. Well, I'll just take one day at a time. Uh, didn't get 110 percent. Like those quotes suck, anyways. Yep. It doesn't need to talk to you. Should have had a better game. I'll look at tape and get better next week. And uh, bye. That's not. That's not accountable. That yep. That's all he would have said. Who gives so, a shit? So I don't. I don't care about him not talking. I do think it's hilarious no. that he felt the need to pretend to be on the phone on the way out. Matt, you weigh three. <laughs> you weigh three hundred and sixty pounds, and you're six foot seven. Just walk out and say, "I'm not talking, guys." <laughs> There's an easy way out of this. Uh, I do like that. He I'm, he made a fan for me. He made me like him just a little bit more. Apparently, Clarence likes him a little bit more, but we'll, we'll never know why. I assume, like, when he, like, gave the old uh, nice hat you have there and then, like, flipped the hat off of the guy. I think that's the... Which, again, is is a taunt that went out of favor in, like, the fifth grade. Yeah. The guy who was doing it just was a dink. In the fifth I, grade, it was like, all right, it's time to fight. You knocked my hat off my head. And, yeah. By, like, the ninth gonna... grade, you were like, really? You're going to knock my hat off my head? I know. You gonna point to my chest and then do the thing where you're like, "Hey, look!" Oh, and then hit me in the nose. Good one, Matt. You really got me. You won this. You won this war of words. But I'll be back for the next round of our Lincoln Douglas debates, on which I'm sure you'll best me rhetorically yet again. I, <laughs> when Clarence comes back and I hear the noise, I just expect him to come back in full flow, but he never seems <laughs> just- to. Like I'm still talking. Yep, you're absolutely still, still talking. So when I hear the noise, it's like, all right, I got to stop because he might still I'm be sorry. cussing about something. I did want to talk about Prefer real quick right. before I out again, and I, I just thought this was kind of so. So Prefer is not known as being the most uh, 
progressive, the most innovative mm-hmm. thinker ever. Is that fair? I think that's, I think that's fair. Okay. So there's an article in Sports Illustrated on directional punting, on the drop punt. You know, that's kind of the, the new way that the punters do it. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yes. I term. They're talking about the history of it and how was it Darren Bennett, the Australian yeah. guy that over decades ago, it was a while ago. Yeah, he was like an Aussie rules football player and then he became a punter or something like that. That's right, and they're talking about the genesis of this drop punt and that he was fucking around. I mean, he had always done it and he's he's fucking around at practice doing this and he's just burying it, you know, at the three every single time. Or he's making it backspin right on the one. And he had this assistant special teams coach. It's like, fuck, that, let's use this in the game. And there was this crusty old coach that wouldn't let him do it and basically held back the drop punt for another for years to come because he wouldn't let Bennett use it in the game. And he did not have the foresight to let Bennett use it in the game. Guess who that <laughs> crusty old special teams coach was? Was it Mike Prafer? It was close. It was his dad. <laughs> yeah, I just thought it was funny. They get to the end of the story and talk about who this guy was. It was Prefer's old man. I'm like, oh, fuck. Well, the old apple doesn't fall far from the tree. My boy <laughs> was just like me. And the <laughs> cats in the cradle in the silver spoon. Not seeing it. That's yeah. awesome. I, I have a follow-up story about the drop punt. Uh, when Tim Brewster was first coaching the Gophers, Somebody asked him because he'd been he'd been a pro coach. He was the tight ends coach for the Broncos or whatever. Somebody mm-hmm. asked him about what he'd be able to bring since he'd never been a head coach, and he specifically cited that one of the things he could bring to the college game that nobody was using in the college game was this drop punt or whatever. And people are like, "Really? You want to tout that you know how you know how to teach your punter how to?" Drop punt. That's that's the expertise you're bringing to be a head football coach. Anyway, the drop punt uh, has provided hours of entertainment for generations. Oh, I'm glad we got. I'm glad we got a little complaining about the special teams coach out of the way this week. It wouldn't have been the same without that. Feels good. It feels. It does feel it's good. Great. You know, it doesn't feel good. The Timberwolves. The who now? Exactly. Yeah, I mean, they're all hurt. Yep, Ricky Rubio, bum ankle. Nick Pekovic, everything is broken. Everything's broken on that guy all of a sudden. Stu, name Timberwolves starting five players right now. And keep in mind that Kevin Kevin Martin broke his wrist. Nope, he's Um, not. Their current starting five. Fad Young doesn't count because his mom died. Yeah. It is not fair for me. I can't name any of them. I'm not a fan. So I'm. You actually like the Tim Wolves. I want to see how many. I, I think. I think the current starting five is Corey Brewer. Andrew um. Uh, Wait, uh, maybe this question is Reggie Slater. Actually, Shane Heal and Gundars Vetra. There, I got all five. I'm going to say that's correct. Subject to some possible research. Yes, I think we'll we'll throw that one to Wade, who you were arguing with online today, like a weirdo. <laughs> um, I work with Wade still. 
I don't think that makes it me makes me a weirdo. You argue with him online like a weirdo, though. It's not right. Yeah, he won't Everybody talk to me at work. Respect. He won't talk to me at work, so I have to argue he, with him online instead. He deserves respect. <laughs> he does. He's a very nice man. I know. You guys should be nicer to him. You don't. You don't, work, you don't go to school at Saint Olaf with Professor Swamptown without like, learning exactly some without learning lessons. something about civility. Exactly. I, so I was watching the Timberwolves the other night. I suppose it must have been a Saturday night or something like that. And Shabazz Muhammad had a, I think he had a dunk, and then he had a breakaway dunk. And Dave Benz, who's the Wolves play-by-play guy, said, "Well, that brings him up to ten for the season, just ahead of Anthony Wig- or <laughs> Anthony Bennett with nine or something like that." And is this an actual thing? Are they keeping track of dunks on the Timberwolves broadcast this year? God, I love dunks. It's like a parody of what some sports writer who was popular in the mid-90s thought where the game was going. I dislike dunks so much. I do like the dunks. I'm I'm okay Uh, with it. Nothing more overrated. I mean, they're so so banged up right now that they're, I mean, the only value right now is like getting people like Wiggins, you know, playing time, and Bennett, you know. It's just... It's just depressing that there's nothing else. I just nothing else there. I love the idea that later this season, when the Wolves are five and twenty-six or whatever, nobody's watching anymore, and this broadcast has to come up with some storyline to try to get through a game. They're going to come up with, all right, Shabazz Muhammad is fourth in the Western Conference with twenty-seven dunks. He's only one oh behind God. this other guy on this other team who has twenty nine his twenty eight dunks, who's third in the conference. Which one will dunk more during this game? And then maybe they could even have a counter like on the screen for dunks, and then Muhammad will probably play six minutes or something that game. I just love this idea. Dunks are awesome, John. I think I've told this podcast on the story or I've told this story on the podcast before, I think. But there was I, I distinctly remember the Gophers playing Ohio State, maybe it was Penn State, in the mid-90s, and the game for some reason was on ABC. And of course what they do before these games is they have the whole broadcast team meet, and they try to come up with storylines they're going to talk about during the game and just figure out something to talk about other than the steamrolling that was going to happen. Let's and, give them something to talk about. And so what they decided they were going to do for this game... something to figure out. <laughs> Was they were going to highlight, they were going to mic up Andy Persby's parents. Andy Persby's going to start a quarterback for the Gophers. They're going to mic up his parents and just see what a parent goes through. And as I recall, Persby threw interceptions, one of which was a pick six, one of which was not a pick six on the first two drives, and was yanked and never heard from again. <laughs> and so they cut to his parents once and like interviewed him, like, oh, we're just so proud. And then they had a couple of mic'd up shots with, oh, no. And then it was just gone for the rest of the game. It was just. It was so sad. It was mid nineties go for football. Crispies are talking, talking to sideline. Lur, lur, <laughs> See, they, they didn't do this on Gleeman and the Geek. No, every time you sang, they just I started singing. I tried to start singing, and they wouldn't sing. Cuckold. <laughs> How was the Gleeman and the Geek experience? Were you happy, Stu? Do they make you happy? Uh, they gave me free beer, John. We've given oh. you free beer. That's true. That is true. I don't know what else to say about yeah. that. Yeah, I know. 
Sorry. Should we talk about what Brandon's in for with, now that he has two kids instead of one? I don't know. I can't even remember what it was like only having two. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's it's been a while for me. You got to give him some dad advice because I'm sure he's going to listen to this. This is going to be the first thing he does. Sorry, honey, I can't help with this major addition to our family. I've got to listen to these idiots talk about talk about sports on a podcast. So, Stu, this is your chance to pass down some wisdom from generation to generation. Um, maximize your sleep. And That's the, uh, just maximize it. And how would you do that? Um, by, oh, you sleep well too, honey. Sorry, I'm saying good to... <laughs> maximize <laughs> your sleep, honey. Yeah, maximize your sleep. Um, just sleep. Sleep is so good. I I just can't stress enough how good sleep is. And it just once you sleep, you feel so much better afterwards because you slept, and then you have like energy and stuff, and like can focus and concentrate on. Things well, I just get it, Doctor Ozauer here. Uh, just yep. It's a, it's advice time. It's Brandon Roxy advice time. I just hold him to sleep when he can. That's really the. It's good advice. Yep. That's. Don't don't what? don't waste it. Don't 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 take it for granted. Keep your uh, you know they got there's the same number of them as there are you now. So you have to keep your head on a swivel. Yeah. Um, keep your feet shoulder width apart. Stay in an athletic yep. position. Mm-hmm. And uh, just be ready for anything. Yeah. Really. Make your reads, make your progressions. Because they uh, get fast so quick. They do. I mean, this gets fast. And I mean, not sneaky fast. We're talking fast, fast. You'll just be sitting there, and then they'll be gone. Mm-hmm. Now what? Yeah, what are you going to do now? They're both now gone. They're, before, you could say, honey, can you go find them? Because there's only one, and then you could continue sitting there. You can't do that anymore. They're both mm-hmm. gone. There's two of them, two of you. That's simple math, John. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't get that. No, they don't. What they'll do is two parents will go searching for one and completely ignore the other. Doesn't work. Mm-hmm. That math doesn't 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 work. That's you ever see, math. You ever see pol- did you ever see Poltergeist, John? <laughs> uh, how does Poltergeist play into this? They all went out looking for Robbie when the tree grabbed him and the tornado went over the house. Mm-hmm. That's when the ghosts got Caroline. Oh. That's what happens when you have more than one kid. I had no idea Poltergeist had such good ch- child rearing advice. Well, you turn off the TV for God's sake. <laughs> Don't go into a subdivision built on an Indian burial ground, John. That is Bad idea. That's good advice for life, is what that is. They move the headstones. Oh no, you never want to do that. They forgot to move the bodies. Just to make it's a dollar. Headstones. Ugh, it just drives me nuts. Whenever you go to a cul-de-sac, check to see if they move the bodies with the headstones. It's just simple real estate, people. Uh, I, I, I also, I do want to mention Gopher Hockey because I was shocked to find out something else I looked up. So they got swept by UMD, then they lost to a high school team. And Clarence, it's not time to panic yet, is it? 
Clarence is panicking. He's just leaving. He's just gone. Well, again, UMD took out the the Minnesota's team, the SCSU Huskies, also. So this is not. UMD may be an awfully good hockey team. Exactly. UMD might just be good. They take out uh, Minnesota's team, the St. Cloud State Huskies, and also uh, the Gophers. And then um, uh, the U18 team, that uh, that doesn't count, does it? That does not count for anything. It's not no. counting in the standing. It's an exhibition game. But still... What's you... up with the Big Ten, John? Is it a Big Ten thing? The Big Ten, and I looked this up today because I thought, well, how bad can the Big Ten be really? The best other the best team besides the Gophers in the Big Ten is Penn State. Literally, their only competition for the Big Ten title this year is Penn State, a team that has had they they've had hockey for one year, and they're already the second best team in the Big Ten. Ohio what State. The hell happened to, okay, what happened to Wisconsin? Yeah, here here's what's going. I, I looked up the pairwise rankings. It's uh, old Jeff pairwise got his rankings out already. Wow. Right now, Before the Gophers. The Gophers are in the top five. Penn State is 14th. They're in the playoff picture at this point. After that, you got Ohio State 32nd. Keep in mind, this is out of 59 teams, some are, some of which are like American International that isn't actually a accredited school, but is merely a hockey team and an auto parts dealer. 32nd is Ohio State. Michigan is tied for 33rd. Michigan State is 44th. And the worst team in the nation... They have not won a game yet. They're the worst team in the country. Is Wisconsin? I mean, they were like good for a long time, weren't they? How did Keeves keep his job, John? I don't. How can you lose your first eight games of the season? This is college hockey. The teams aren't that different. I don't know. How so is? They, have they stopped recruiting? Is that like the issue? Precipitous. The fall has been precipitous. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's hilarious. And I hope Mike Eves is totally miserable because he's not a good oh, person. Awesome. God, I love it so much. But is he, is he better or worse than Hackstall? Better. Um, better. Okay. Yeah. Like Eves is jail, but Hackstall is prison. Okay. Yep. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's the title of the podcast. There we go. Got to write that down. Eves is jail. What I remember when they when they first well they talked about doing a Big Ten hockey conference for years and then they finally did it. Everyone said, "Well, what will this do to college hockey? How will this how will this ruin everything?" Well, as it turns out, how will the Big Ten compete with Atlantic hockey? <laughs> it's. <laughs> You heard my theory on it last year. Uh, the Gophers, this could be better for the Gophers. All I care about is the Gophers. I don't give a shit about how it affects St. Cloud or Bemidji. Fuck you. I don't care. I, God bless you. I like you as fit. Fuck you. I don't care about your program. I don't care about my program. Uh, not beating the shit out of each other week after week when they were in the WCHA. That was, I don't think, as good for the Gophers when it came playoff time. Playing uh, easier teams all along and then having to ramp up later in the year, I think, will be better for the Gophers in the long run. We'll see. But th- these aren't easier teams. These are terrible teams. Yeah. 
Playing Wisconsin is like playing a women's team at this point. Playing UND and St. Cloud State and then Duluth and then Mankato. And... <laughs> it's a shame that it's a shame that whenever he gets rolling tonight, the he just gets cut off and the wind changes direction and it blows over the windmill. Then he's got to go out back while Annie M's yelling at the door. Hey, you get back in here. The tornado's coming. Come on, Henry. He's out. No, I got to have my hot sports takes out in the world. That's That apparently was my Clarence Swamptown imitation, and it wasn't a good one. Yeah, no. Yeah, well, the, the breeze is a harsh editor. The breeze? <laughs> it's, the, it's the Ken Shaw of uh, internet. Podcast internet. <laughs> Uh, I do not know if Ken Chai edits. So. Oh, he, yeah, he's a copy editor. He was the first <laughs> strip guy who came to mind for some reason. I don't. Know why. Oh, he, we're talking about Wisconsin. He always used to. He always used to have to be the guy who would talk to Sid about his column. Sid would call in and say, eh, "You get it?" And you know, Sid had done his <laughs> interviews and had gone home for a four-hour nap. And you know. Ken is, an, Ken is an angry person, but just imagine him screaming down the phone at Sid, Everything's fine! We got it! <laughs> oh, those were the days. I miss old Kenny. Ken, if you're listening, we miss you. We were going to have him on the podcast once, weren't we? And then he canceled. Yeah, Ken, you're welcome anytime. Not this week, because Ken is a noted Wisconsin Badger Bobo. So... He can. We don't he like can, him this week. He can wait for another week. Yeah, we should go down the enemies list of everybody. Hey, we hate Ken Cha. We hate Brian Stensas. He's from Wisconsin. He loves Wisconsin. Zach Floyd's from uh, Wisconsin. Seth. Yeah, he's from Osceola. Yep, we hate Zach Floyd. Uh, Tyler Mason, FSN's Tyler Mason. He went to the. He went to Madison. Hate him. Yep. Hate him. Uh, hate Seth, him. Seth Kaplan from Channel Nine went to Madison. Yep. Hate him. Hate Ronald Lewis, pal. Um, let's see. Who else? Friends Barry Alvarez. Barry Alvarez. But that goes without Barry saying. Alvarez. We still hate Mike Eves. Mike Eves. Bo <laughs> Ryan. Well, Bo Ryan hates himself more than we could ever hate him. <laughs> Bo Ryan is noted. He's just Frank a noted fountain of hate. Yeah, that's a lot of hate. A lot it is of hate. a lot of hate. It, but you know what? It feels good that this is directed at the Badgers rather than the Packers for once. Yeah. Odd. It's it's. Um, a str- oh, did you guys you could did you guys catch my hot take about ten thirty last night, or were you both in bed by then? Oh, I was on heavy at ten thirty. What do you have to say, Stu? Um, I just realized watching the Sunday night game last night that Dallas is going to be the team that takes out Green Bay in the playoffs this year. At Lambeau Field, for presumably. Yeah. Presumably, but it doesn't matter. It'll, they'll win either place. It's it's going to happen. And what day is today? The 24th? Yep. Write it down. You can mark, you can mark that one down. Mark that one down, Wade. Dallas mark it down. Takes out Green Bay in the playoffs. Carve it on a rock. Tony Romo's redemption tour stops in Lambeau this year. Becoming the latest in a long line of quarterbacks to waltz into Lambeau and waltz out with a playoff victory. <laughs> waltz into Dante's house and another year yep. of disappointment for the pack. And I'm not even half sort of not unserious about this. I think it might actually happen. <laughs> I really do think it might happen. 
Stu, it's a shame. Yeah. I, don't, I don't feel like we've had as much trolling of Packers fans as we usually do from you this year, Stu. It's been really hard this year. <laughs> hard to do. Yeah. Really, really hard this year. That is so, a short it's, it's ha- Yeah, I think it's half, you know, the with, you know, the new job where I'm you know, actually busy writing stuff that people actually want to read and stuff like that. I'm getting paid for it. and Like the newsletter? Like, you guys don't know that. If you guys don't know this, you can sign up for the Infinite Guest newsletter. That's InfiniteGuest.com. And it's written by Stuart. Oh, InfiniteGuest.com. What's InfiniteGuest.com? Probably a porn site. Is it like butts.edu? No, you don't have to make it dirty. But yeah, it's .org. Just go to the bottom of the page. It's right there. InfiniteGuest.org. You sign up for the email newsletter and you get Stu emailing you. And it's like he's talking to you. It's not just like, oh, I'm this marketing person writing an email to a bunch of people. It's like Stu is sending you an email. It's enjoyable. And it's because it's Stu, I always want to respond to it. And I always hit reply. And I'm like, hey, Stu, it's good to hear from... Wait a sec. This went to everybody. This wasn't just directed at me. It's just that Stu reaches through the screen and he brings you into the room with him. And it's like you're just sitting around watching him sitting in front of his orange curtains drinking his coffee stout beer. That's the way that email goes. It just bring, it brings you into the game. I just I can't recommend it highly enough. And it's if, good, it's good if, I'm happy with it. If history is any guide, just when you're starting to like it, he'll go somewhere else and write a newsletter for someone else and then you don't want to know what to do. But just don't think about that right now. Just think about how good the newsletter is now. <laughs> Thank you, John. It's a good newsletter. Yep. It's a good newsletter. I, I want to post a picture on... I, I, I'm going to see if I can post a picture on Twitter of the the group chat here over on the side of the Google Hangout because it just says, left group chat, join group chat, left group chat, join group chat, <laughs> all the way down the screen. <laughs> I'm so sorry. It sucks. I'm done. A... I, I can't do this anymore. Can I post a picture of the, what I see when I'm looking at YouTube? Is it okay, John? If yeah. On the Twitter, I post Absolutely. a picture of you, Steve. Okay. Absolutely. I think you'll like it. I'll take a screenshot of what I see when I look at you guys. All right. I'm just going to give the thumbs Absolutely. up to the webcam for the rest of this time. No, Absolutely. it's already done. I just did it. <laughs> screenshot. <laughs> screenshot send. <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna get it because I just keep screwing up this podcast. I'm gonna hang up and I'm gonna send this thing, and I am going to uh, then we'll wait and hear your reactions for when you look at it. All right. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. If we'll... Clarence. I love you both. Yep. We'll see you. Bye. You're the best, Clarence. All right, Stu. You got anything else you'd like to talk about before we shut this podcast down uh, for the evening? No, I think we did. We cover everything. Go for I, hockey. Was the closest. We covered. Right? Look at this, Stuart. I, I don't know if you can see this. I made I made actual notes for this podcast. That's two That's pages of notes for this podcast. So awesome. if you hated this podcast, blame research. Blame facts. That's what yeah, ruined this no, podcast. It, it turned out well. There was no arguing and sadness. Um... Except for prior to the podcast when my loving and beautiful wife decided she, who had just heard episode 80 and decided she wanted to re-argue it with me right beforehand. Why would anyone want to listen to that episode? I don't know. I haven't listened to it. I'm I not tried... going to listen to it. I'll never <laughs> listen to it. Well, we we only talked about you a little bit, so. I know. That's why I didn't listen to it. Yep. Ugh. 
So we won't fight about that. There is less fighting. And if you didn't like this episode, I guess we'll just have to get Brandon back. We do miss Brandon. He really, he really ties. He's the rug that ties this room together. Is what's still. He's got the hot takes and the good glasses and the mm-hmm. freezer pants and uh, good old freezer beautiful pants. baby boy. Yep. So congratulations to Brandon. I'm I'm looking forward to finally finding out that he actually did name his son Flip Clarence Broxy. That would be so awesome. Just preemptively. Yeah. All right, well, that'll do it for us. Well, at this point, it'll do it for me and Stu. Clarence is long gone yet again. He is logged off, so. So, that'll do it for us. Uh, Thanks for listening. Looks like we made it over the hour mark. Stu is a podcasting machine at this point. How many? You've done like 12 podcasts in the last couple of weeks, Stu. Uh, four and eight days or nine days, something like that. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Plus, you run a podcast network. It you're is Mr. Podcast. Do. You're Mr. Puck and you're Mr. Podcast. I, I, I don't know who killed the lady on Serial. I don't know. Don't ask me. I don't know. <laughs> Stu, was it, was it Mike Eves? It was Mike Eves. Okay, yep. it was Mike Eves. I knew it. I knew it. All right. See you later. Later, John. When the band finished playing, they howled up the more. Sinatra was swinging, all the jokes they were singing. We kissed on the corner, then danced through the night. The boys of the Envoy Pity Choir were singing, going by. And the bells were ringing out for Christmas Day. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.